Hello and welcome to Behind the Lashes with me, Joanna Lee. In this series, I'm going to be speaking to lash artists from around the globe. I want to know what makes them tick and also how they're surviving C19. I'm off now to speak to Charlie West of Darling Beauty. Charlie was one of the first UK lash artists to offer Russian volume lashes. She has her own lash brand and runs a very successful training business with a rapidly expanding team of educators. Charlie, hi. Hi, Joanna. How are you? I'm very good today. And how are you? Very good, darling. Thank you. Yeah, I'm having a lovely day. So. I would like to go behind the lashes with you now, if you would allow me to take you back a while to your childhood. How was that? It was absolutely idyllic. Um, I had a lovely, lovely childhood. I grew up on a farm. I'm I'm one of four. um, And I had a really, really happy, lovely time. Every memory I think back is is a, a really joyful one. So I'm very, very grateful for that. Lucky you. So mum and dad stayed together, happily married. Yeah, they, they adore each other. They absolutely, they only um, finished with farming a couple of years ago and they've um, moved, they've gone to Somerset. We were, in, we were in Buckinghamshire on a family farm and yeah, they've disappeared off to Somerset together. I spoke to mum on the phone the other day and she, I was like, how are you doing? She said, oh, we love it. Me and dad are having a lovely time. I said, mum, you've been like social distancing for the last two years. So, you know, she's, they're, they're just happy being together. And I'm so grateful for that, actually. Oh, aren't they lucky? Because so many people's parents are having a rather lonely time at the moment. So they are very blessed. Yeah, absolutely. So what was life like in the countryside, life down on the farm for Charlie? It was weird, really, because it it was the countryside, but it really wasn't because the M25 split my mum and dad's farm in half. (laughs) So um, the tenant before had got out in the like in the 80s when the M25 went through and he lost a load of his acres. And uh, so the tenancy came up and my parents took it on. So there were two bridges that joined the farm together um, and it was, we could see Uxbridge from, mm-hmm. sort of, uh, from the motorway bridge. So although we were in the countryside, we were really townies as well. Best um, of both was, worlds. Absolutely. It was lovely. Um, I was very, very fortunate that I would have any animals that I wanted. Like I remember saying to my dad, can I have a goat? And he got me a goat. <laughs> no way. Well, no, it's Sybil. We tried to milk her and she had never had a kid, poor thing. I don't know what we were thinking. But, um, and ponies. And for my eighth birthday, I got a pony. A lovely little um, Welsh, Welsh section B. He was Strawberry Roan, a sunny boy. And he was a great character. And I would spend all of my days grooming Sunny and mucking out his stable and, you know, hours of pulling his mane, poor horse, and Aww. yeah, plaiting him up. It was just idyllic, really. Every little girl's dream. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I had two brothers. I have two brothers and, a, and an older sister. So um, it, was like, it was like the Waltons. Everyone looked after each other. My dad had a farm shop um, and we would grow 
grow veg and stuff so we would be out picking the corn and like <sighs> sorting potatoes and <laughs> it, literally it was the Waltons and my husband thinks like I've had a strange childhood really and he he says it's all fucking skipping and roses at the Joneses and it literally honestly Joanna it was skipping and roses we all really loved each other well we all love each other and everyone got on everyone helped oh do you all get together for Christmases great big jolly Christmases you know mum and dad haven't done that yet and they've got room for us all what I know, I know, but we do, we'll go to my brother, for the last couple of years, we've been to my brother's um, at Boxing Day, and he's got two boys, my sister's got three daughters, um, so it's quite a crowd of us. My other brother was due to be getting married in, in June, but obviously yeah. that's um, needing to be postponed now, but yeah, I'm still very, very close to all of my siblings um, and the children, so it's nice. Lovely. So... What was school like for you? Were you a good student, Charlie? Um, I, was, I was quite well behaved. Like I hung out with the cool kids, but mm-hmm. I wasn't, I, I was, was like the sheep that followed the cool kids. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't too enamoured with school, really. Um, I, I struggled with uh, learning. And although I wasn't formally tested, because not many people were really, but I, I've got, dyslexia for sure but it wasn't um you know formally pulled up and there wasn't help or anything like that so I would do my best to avoid school and it was quite easy because my mum was someone that didn't worry too much if if I said I didn't feel that great or she'd say oh it's a bit cold for you to stand and wait for the bus and (laughs) and I'd be like mum I've got my GCSEs you know I should be there doing doing stuff so it was it was quite it was quite lovely that she was relaxed um, it sounds great it was fun but um you know the learning aspects you know i had fear i had fear about going to school really i had fear about being put on the spot because i found things a bit difficult um i could st- i would be able to stand up and talk and say what i wanted but actually to get that down on paper was was a different mm. thing and my main fear was was the fear that someone was going to ask me to read something aloud. You know, when, when you're reading in English and, and everyone's got a paragraph to mm. read, I, was, I would be counting the people in front of me and working down to the paragraph that I had and practising it. Oh. Until, so I wouldn't be listening to what was being no. said. I was just in so much fear that I wasn't going to be re- able to read my paragraph and I was going to look stupid. Mm. Um, it doesn't so, seem yeah, to was... have. It doesn't doesn't really seem to have held you back, Charlie. I mean, has that followed you, plagued you in any way into adult life? I mean, what were early jobs like for you? Um, I no, I suppose not. I I had quite fun jobs. I the year Legoland opened, mm. I worked at Legoland. I was sixteen. <laughs> at sixteen, ice cream parlor. Oh, yeah. so you didn't ever. you didn't need to read there didn't need to read no that was fine um so after that I um well I I went back to school as after the summer that I was at Legoland to start A-levels which I don't know what I was thinking really lasted a couple of months and then I was like okay. I was used to earning a bit of money as well yeah so um yeah I went and uh, I actually went to Uxbridge Employment Agency to go and get myself a job because I dropped out my A levels and they were like oh we need we need an office junior 
Mm. And I and I started working there, and that was great fun. Really lovely girls, and it was really it was talking on the phone more than anything. I used to have to talk through um, job specs to people mm-hmm. over the phone, but I had time to read through those and know what I was wanting to say. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really put on the spot too much. And when did you sort of take the foray into beauty? Um, when I left school at six, well, 16, 17, I really wanted to go to um, grease paint where you stage makeup and prosthetics and things like that because I'd always been interested in makeup. Mm. Um, but it was so much money that I thought, you know, it wasn't, wasn't really an option. So I'd always had makeup as an interest. Then, I, you know, I was really fortunate to be able to stay at home and have my children. I had Dylan early. I was only 20 when I had Dylan. Wow. I, I just did other little jobs and things at that time, um, just like cleaning and things like that. Um, but once I'd had Lexi, um, I decided that I wanted to go and do cosmetic makeup at evening college. And that was my first step, really. It was, you know, it was very affordable. Mm. And um, it was just, it was going to, it covered wedding makeup and evening makeup. And I just thought, oh, I could start a little business doing that. Mm. But it actually covered eye, eye treatments. And that's what made me think about lash, lash extensions. So you had your first baby pretty young. Were you married at that point? No, I wasn't married. I'd fallen in love with Paul. Um, and we hadn't been, it was like a world whirlwind romance. And um, yeah, eight months after being with Paul, I was pregnant. So I was 19. Mm. And um, so I think probably the odds would have been stacked against us. Um, but I have a very supportive family and so does Paul. And, you know, we weren't living together at that time. In 2000, um, Paul bought his first house and uh, we, we stayed there for a little while whilst I was pregnant. And then we moved out because it was being renovated and everything. So I went back to my parents and well, I went between Paul's house and my mum my and dad's house. Um, yeah, it, was, it felt, it didn't feel like I was too young. Yeah, you were ready. Yeah, so, um, but saying that in this area that I've, we live, people used to ask me all the time, was I the nanny? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd have my baseball cap on and my yeah. Reebok classics <laughs> and my little kid. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, I'm his mother. <laughs> So how, how soon after did you actually tie the knot? Um, Dylan was like three and a half. Yeah, he was, he was three and a half. We got married in Marlow. I don't know if you know Marlow. I know Marlow. My granny was based in Marlow. Do you know the complete angler on mm. the river? It's on the, it's on the Iron Bridge opposite the church. I can't we, remember. Yeah, we got married there. And, and it was nice because Dylan was a part of it. And I, I remember we were, it was very rushed in the morning and I was sat in the car being driven to, to the location and Dylan was stroking my hand saying, Mum, it's okay, it's all right, so everything's going to be okay. And he was such a cute little kid. Oh, how gorgeous. And soon after you had your, oh, well, no, you left quite a gap, didn't you? What, five years between the two of them? Yeah, um, I, on our honeymoon, honeymoon baby okay um so we had rossi the following summer how perfect um, yeah it was lovely 
and then I had had a holiday to Ventura, came back and we had Lexus. <laughs> So, no, it's all, all good. It's all worked out perfectly. Oh, brilliant. And when did you start to build your lash business? Um, I, I went and did cosmetic makeup at college in the evenings when Lexi was a baby. And I started the, after that. I, I was aware of eyelash extensions. Mm-hmm. And I went and trained in 2009. And I didn't start that business straight away. I was a complete and utter wuss really what do you Um, mean well I was dealing with anxiety probably Mm. had postnatal depression that I'd I'd hidden um I was dealing with issues about going out and being out and about and seeing people and having conversations it was it was totally irrational and I knew it at the time but I was winding myself up um well anxiety is kind of irrational isn't it but it's like a spiral you can't actually stop it once it starts so no, because it's just, it's just your thoughts, isn't it? And you compound those thoughts because you think it over and over and over again. Um, so I was dealing with lots of things. Like, um, I think that I, I'd, I'd got myself into something that was obviously customer-facing and I had to deal with people. But then I had this over, like, overwhelming fear about it. Mm. So um, what helped is I didn't have the best training with lashes Mm -hmm. and then I could easily put put it off because it's quite a scary thing on its own isn't it yeah absolutely and I think you've got to be a certain person if you just go out there and wing it and I didn't want to just wing it I need I wanted to do it really well and do it properly and because I didn't feel I had the um, information that I needed um, that was another reason for me to put it off but so many people I speak to all say that their initial training was less than good. Yeah, absolutely. I, and that I they had to retrain almost. Yes, yeah. And I, I think what made me find out more information about it and get myself a bit more, well, yeah, to gain that information was my husband saying to me that I'd wasted £500. <laughs> I think, you know, when you've got a bit of a, a naysayer, Mm-hmm. It, it just makes you and that I was thinking no I'm not I'm not gonna let that be the way it is and I I actually started the company that I trained with had a catalog of girls that have trained with them on the internet and I started to phone these other lash artists that were up there obviously advertising and I was like did you feel this way mm. well you you know what what did you do and, and I started to talk to a few girls and it just gave me a little bit of um confidence to start something and I said to my husband I was like no 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 I haven't wasted money I'm going to do this so I've booked in the first girl and I've got myself all ready and in the gear and I've set up my bed and she didn't show (laughs) and I literally (laughs) celebrated so much I was like you don't understand I've tried I've tried they don't even turn up the appointment But then, obviously, they did start to turn up. And, yeah, and it just, you know, it, that built my confidence. And it, it was great. It was really, really great for me. And then, obviously, your client base grew and grew. And you started to develop your skills. And as I said in your introduction, you moved into volume lashes. How did you even find out that they were a thing? When did you first become aware of volume lashes? Um, Instagram 
was really it was it was it was 2013 I think 14 maybe um just following people on Instagram and then Nadia um she's the eyelash design in New York I I just was like wowed by her work and then little Becky you remember Becky White yeah. she runs a company love beauty training she's my best mate and at the time we were doing a lot of work together and um I said to her like we've got to go to New York this is business we need to go and um, we went off and did a one-day course we were hungover and jet-lagged uh, and we were like putting tree trunk yeah. literally like yeah. these these weren't fanned no. they were point tens and they we were just grabbing them because Nadia didn't even speak English at the time and she had a translator so it was quite Really, really hard. I can remember you doing that because um, I'll, I'll explain to the listeners that when I, I trained at the Eyelash Emporium with Wilma and I went back there to have my lashes done and Wilma gave me an appointment with you. So that's how we met a million years yeah. ago. And I can remember you coming back and you messaged me and you said, Joanna, this is the new thing. I've been to New York. We've, we've done Russian volume training and um, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. And I have always seemed to have been like in, hanging onto your coattails the whole way through this. I remember when you started lashing and then I thought, oh, well, I'll start lashing. And then you said, you've got to do spray tan. So I did spray tan. <laughs> and then, you, then there was the nails. So I did the nails and all the way. And then when you said there's volume lashes, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a new thing. So I came and I trained with you. And, oh, my gosh, how things have changed. But do you remember that day? It was boiling hot. You were training from home at that point. <laughs> do you remember the yeah. day? I remember your pink bra. <laughs> <laughs> It was it so, so hot. Off. I and really I, wish I'd taken a picture. I was so anxious as well. I was getting such sweaty armpits. The only thing I could do is just strip off and sit there and lash in my bra. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. I remember that day. Yeah, that was that was really, really good. And that was the start, really. Had I had I been training in other I must have been classic training before that. Yes. And then you just were, added. Yes, you were. Yes. But we were picking up, we were obviously isolating with straight tweezers, but we were fanning with straight tweezers as well. Yeah, How the hell did we do that? I don't know, but your set was pretty damn good. <laughs> I actually look back at it and think, that wasn't bad considering. No, I have. that was just the most difficult thing. Anyway, since then, your business has gone from strength to strength and you have built up a team of educators. You've moved your business out of your house, finally, driving yeah. your family crackers with all of your stock everywhere. And you've moved into a new premises, which looks fabulous. Tell me a bit about that and your team of educators. Yes, so I've been in this uh, unit now um, over a year. And it has changed my life. Um, it's made me feel better about my home time. Hmm. Um, and, and like you said, it was, in, it was everywhere in that house. It was overflowing. You know, I've got, I had the two girls sharing the room because I had one of the bedrooms as my treatment room. But then when, because I've got a couple of girls that work with me or three girls that work with me, if we all had clients at the same time, we'd overflow into the hallway. 
then I would train in the kitchen and I'd be like I'd get up super early like six o'clock to clean up the kitchen before my training day and then like Paul would stroll in in his boxer shorts and say he's gonna make a bacon sandwich I was like what I've got the girls arriving any minute what are you doing so it was very stressful, but I do, I am proud of how my family used to cope with that. You know, they were all very supportive, really. Um, so that was nice, but it has changed their lives, me moving this out. I bought, I bought like, it was like a static home, really. Mm-hmm. Like, and I found it down in Devon, so it came up on a low loader. So I was one of those annoying people that had taken up like two lanes of the motorway. <laughs> with, and, and then it was unloaded and dragged across the field and it's been sighted on a farm in Chelfant and Giles. I've got lovely, lovely landlords and it's just, it's idyllic really. It's very peaceful. Um, there's a few news about we're going to have lambs here in, in a month or so. It's, it's really very peaceful and nice. And you're slowly building up your team of educators of which I am proud to say I am one. How many do you have now? I've got five girls I think is it five yourself Hampton uh, Mags in Edgeware Steph in Windsor don't let me forget anyone and Michelle that lovely lovely Michelle yeah up north but my north girl she's great fun Michelle we've had a few nights out and stuff yeah she's lovely and she's doing really well she's doing so well she always fills her training days posh lash training she's called and she'll always fill them um what i loved about this um is that i think we all get to the stage when we're building a business that we are on the tools and we're working back to back and this is a natural progression that you then want to share your skills with Mm. with others you already have a network of people because people have spoken to you um and you know and they're interested aren't they and they can see what an amazing business it is so it's an easy sell really to get people into training i think and what i've loved about selling the training businesses is that i'm not taking away anyone's identity when you've built something for yourself you're proud of it you're proud of your brand you're proud of your name and who you are i'm just a little lock on to that business to help you earn more money you're so supportive as well and you're re- you're not very you're very much about enabling us to grow ourselves and our business i don't you're i don't know whether it's to your own advantage but i wouldn't say that you're very money oriented you're much more about enabling us to be the best that we can be which is pretty unique thank you um i think that that is <laughs> That is my main focus, is that I feel that this has changed things for me and my, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I, Paul will sometimes say that I'm money driven, but I'm not actually, I, it's a lifestyle I'm looking for. And to enable that lifestyle, I do money. I need, <laughs> so, you know, I, there's not, I want to have nice holidays. I want to eat nice things. They're my two main things. Time with the family, eating delicious things, drinking lovely stuff, and then having nice holidays. And, you know, in this day and age, we need to be earning decent money to be able to do those nice things. And I just get so much joy and satisfaction in other people being able to create that for themselves too. The last, I know that within the industry, like the Straight to Russian Volume course, is sometimes 
some you know some people don't like it um, and they feel that you need to do like the classic verse or whatever um i've had such success and i'm just thinking of my last course you know there's kirsty and amy that work with me they quite often come in on the training as well so there's three of us in there and when i get girls that get it understand those fundamental things create these clean precise fans with very little glue understand direction and placement i literally i kept thinking the last session when they had the models there and i was like what am i so excited about like i would get my tummy turning out like oh i'm really excited and then i was thinking oh it's about their new lash careers they're gonna absolutely smash it and I, I, i it almost you know i feel such pride when they are able to achieve this it's like giving birth it is it is I'm like, go, go, go out to the lash world. Fly, my pretties. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I think this type of business, um, I need also, I remember when I used to be at home with the babies and, you know, when you'd like clean the house top to bottom and Paul would come in from work and maybe he didn't say, oh, child, you've worked really hard and you've done such a good job. I'd be like, oh, just mm-hmm. notice. And I think I get that gratification, which is so lovely and uh, yeah well your enthusiasm really comes across charlie and you're just such i would describe you as a seriously good egg <laughs> thanks mate does that make sense thanks i feel like i've got a good moral compass like i never i sometimes i have to explain this to my children you know i feel like a couple of them were born without the empathy genes you know <laughs> like seriously think about what you're doing and how that's going to affect that other person. And that is my, you know, I want, I probably have a bit of a need to be liked. Mm. You know, I, I like to be liked. I don't want to upset anyone. Mm. I want to be supportive. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's good karma, isn't it? Absolutely. So you've had quite a few well-known clients. Tell me a bit about that and how that has helped your business and whether or not you think it's a good idea to have them on your client list. Um, I've, I've got, I've had a few, well, yeah, I've I've got some lovely, lovely clients that have got some weight, um, in the social media world. And it has helped me when girls are starting businesses. I, you know, when I'm talking to them about creating a business, I've always said to them, don't go and spend lots of money in advertising because this, your work is what's going to create business for you. Um, so I've never spent loads of money, but I have given up my time to lash influential people and I've, I've been so so fortunate with it you know working at Pinewood Studios is how um, I got involved with a few makeup artists there and, and how I got called on um, some really nice jobs um, for instance Rachel McAdams I love her she's the sweetest girl and I did her lashes for about time and that was a long time ago she, they were classic lashes so if you watch the film they're very very subtle very mm-hmm. short eights and nines classic c curl um but it was just about thickening her lash line mm-hmm. um and that that was a great gig for me just to be picked up and taken to her hers and, and lash her for that um and yeah i've done a few different films and my girls at the moment alice living is very very influential for me she's the sweetest girl she will you know we are we are driving to fulham lashing her but she does loads for me. She puts posts up and it, it really, you, as soon as those posts go up, 
I will get in boxes and people will travel out from London to have their lashes done. Especially Fantastic. if it's like a wedding or something, yeah. you know, you know, they're going to make that journey. Um, Montana Brown, she's a great character. She's, we've lashed her quite a lot. Um, and Nicola McLean, love Nicola. She's a great character again. So um, you would recommend girls, would you... <laughs> It doesn't always work out. Sometimes these Instagrammers that you think are going to be highly influential and good news for your business. I've been bitten on the butt a couple of times. It doesn't always work out, does it? No, no, I do understand. And and sometimes it's a lot of effort as well. Mm. Um, But I just, it's just been, it's been positive exposure for me. Mm. And I do think it's increased my, my clientele. Um, I haven't had any bad situations. Mm. You know, it would, it would be it'd be fearful if you know Alice started to react or something. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be a, a dark that day. That would be worse than coronavirus. The contact dermatitis. No, 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 no. Let's not even talk about that. But let's talk about coronavirus. This is a pretty crap situation for us all as lash artists and just as you as human beings. How are you feeling about it all? Um, I, I feel up and down, really. Um, I think that I've, it's very difficult to, when you're running a business, to just stop. And um, like I've gone on a few dog walks and things and then suddenly I feel a little bit guilty and I'm like, well, I should be doing something. I should be being productive or, um, but equally, I think it's, it's time for us to just take a step back and, and relax a little. Um, I wake in the middle of the night often with a little bit of fear. Mm. Um, I, I, I have been, yeah, I've probably been a little bit more anxious actually. And that fear just like sort of rushes over you. Like, firstly, please, God, don't let this get anyone that is dear to me or, mm. you know, and then fear of, could I get it? Mm. Am I fit enough? You know, and, and, you know, and for all of those people today, I saw a, a young mum nurse that, had, that passed from it, you know, leaving three oh, kids. Oh, God. You know, someone that's on the front line doing that for us. You know, I was out clapping last night for the NHS and for everybody mm, else that's doing too. those things. Um, because if I'm fearful at home whilst I'm safe, you know, mm. okay, I'll go to the shops and I'll do a dog walk, but I'm not in, in proximity with anyone. How are they so brave to be out there doing that? I know, it's nuts. A friend of mine's a GP and she, you know, she she's pretty scared, I have to say. And it, it's just so unprecedented and it's just so weird that it's affecting the entire world i know i know i think um we are so lucky here that whenever there has been any serious issues within the world we're looking on usually Mm -hmm. aren't we Mm -hmm. we're looking on at that terrible earthquake or you know that that issue it's never really i know that we've we've had tragedies but it's usually us just being sort of away from it mm. feeling sad mm. and feeling upset for people but now this is us it's it's a different feeling but one thing i think that will come from this is that we are going to grow with respect to what is an issue so like 
I'm always trying to grow bigger than my problems because it's so easy to get like sort of wound up about something. You know, if I'm running out of glue and my manufacturer is a bit slow, I'm like starting to get myself in a panic. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? When's when it coming in? I've got these girls texting me. You know, everyone needs this. But now it's going to make you think, do you know what? The glue's coming. It's on order. Yeah. You know, we're going to grow bigger than those day-to-day issues that we, that we create stress and anxiety over. Mm. Because really, it's in the big scheme of things, what the hell does it matter? Well, our health is our wealth, really, isn't it? Absolutely. It might just help us get a bit of a grip, you mean? Yes. Yeah. And appreciate yeah, what's really important in life. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. I just hope to God it doesn't go on for too long, and okay. that we we get on top of it. And if it's going to peak over Easter, that I just don't know how it's just going to go. That's what I don't understand. I mean, I know that we're delaying the inevitable, um, you know, 80% of us catching it or what have you, because we're trying to take the pressure off the NHS and sort of drip feed the positive cases out into the NHS. But how does it go? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, it just came out of nowhere. Couldn't it just disappear out <laughs> just as quickly as it came? Please, God. Yeah, let's, let's hope. There have been predictions of that, haven't there, that it's going to come? Yeah, I saw some stuff on um, Facebook. Various authors had sort of predicted it in their texts, but it's all very weird. There are a lot of conspiracy theories going Mm. on out there, aren't there, all to do with um, 5G and stuff, but I don't know what to make of it. I'm trying, to be honest, to pull back from all of that not just the social media in terms of reading everything I was like a sponge initially like panic reading everything but I'm also trying not to watch the news because that doesn't really help does it no no it just makes you more frightened doesn't it Mm. and I think it's so important for us to kind of our children will be watching us to see how we are responding to you know as their kind of reference point to how they should be feeling so I think we have to be really really careful in front of our children with how we are reacting and how we are responding because we will be will be their guide yes yeah no you're absolutely right we're holding all holding it together pretty good at the moment I'm not great at the homeschooling though (laughs) luckily your children are a bit older so hopefully they're quite self-sufficient yeah (laughs) (laughs) No, they're okay. Dylan, Dylan's come back. He's he's been in um, Tennessee. He got a golf scholarship to university. Brilliant. But obviously they shut down, and mm. thank goodness we got him back um, before the flights had all stopped and everything. So, but he assures me, don't worry, Mum. I'm passing the semester. I'm passing the classes. So, so hopefully, hopefully it'll be okay to get back there next year. Oh, fingers crossed. So are you all enjoying it? Are you enjoying a bit of family time? Yes. Yeah, I think I am. I am, actually. No one strangled one another? No, no. The girls are very different. Lexi's an organiser. Rossi's very relaxed. So, um, yeah, Lex, Lex will be helping me with cleaning out the cupboards and Ross will be laying in bed watching TikToks. 
Have you got into TikTok yet? My girls were actually, my little one is like, please, mummy, do not get a TikTok account, whatever, ever. And um, Jemima's like, come on, mummy, you need to get a TikTok account. I reckon you could go viral. And I'm like, yeah, I'm down with that. (laughs) I reckon you could. I I think you ought to definitely do that. Um, I have, I've featured on a few of Rossi's, you know, with like, and we've done a few in like Waitrose. as you do the shock the shock took a long time because i couldn't hit the beat you know (laughs) over and over but it's fun it is fun rossi is very good at it actually very good but she i I want her to post more like like out there yeah she keeps everything to a private account oh well i think i think we should definitely do it we should have a darling beauty tiktok account yes yes i did i have put up a few lash pictures actually but yeah I need to learn a bit more my dancing's not great but you could definitely do it (laughs) I'm certainly happy to give it a go so Charlie this is this has been lovely and just before we go what three things have you done today that you can pat yourself on the back for Oh, this is so difficult, really, because I just, I don't feel that I've done anything to be that proud of today. <laughs> it can just be getting up. That's a, that's a yeah. challenge at the moment. Yes, I'm, I've made a few bacon sandwiches. <laughs> We're eating a lot of those. I'm doing a lot of catering that I'm proud of. Um, I, okay. I, have had the, I have had the email back about the volunteer thing. So I've got that that's come through today. So I'll wait Great. to hear what I can do for my local, you know, even if it's just calling a few old ladies or something. Yeah. Good, good fun. I'd love to do yes. that. I do worry about our elderly and um, Dion and I are doing a, a live Q&A session with a few girls next week and we're trying to raise some money for Age UK. Age UK have got this amazing... Um, it's called call in time and you can actually like have an old lady or gentleman friend and you phone them for half an hour a week and that's all it is and it just I imagine right now those volunteers are in serious demand there's so much loneliness out there yeah that's such a nice thing to do that would really cheer someone up wouldn't it it would so done bacon sandwiches you have taken one step further with your NHS volunteering. I'm not going to let you off. What's number three? <laughs> oh, God, Joanna, I don't think I've, I don't know. I should have prepared. What are you doing right now? Well, yeah, I'm, I've, I've been brave chatting to you. And you've worked Zoom? Yes, that, you are my first Zoom. Um, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Three. Excellent. Well done. Tick, tick, tick. That's all right. Anytime. Charlie, it's been amazing to talk to you as ever. I'm going to catch up with you in 14 days, if I may, to see how you are getting along. Thank you. I look forward to that. See you then.